Welcome to the Nationator podcast about eight seasons in a row, and this is Fernandes and I am Chris Jai Wardner. Hello. And we're reviewing the third annual Shots Talent Show, which is from season four of Laverne Shirley, directed by Joel Zwick and written by Paul B. Price and Stephen Nathan, which is facts about them, don't you, Chris? I do indeed. All right. So for Stephen Nathan and Paul B. Price, um, these were the folks previously of Kamal E. Bums and playing the Roxy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is their final and third script for the show. This is the last episode for the both of them. Uh, Paul Price, as mentioned before, kind of did a bit of this, a bit of that, until getting nine episodes of writing in on Empty Nest as his last work as a television writer. He then shifted to doing bit parts and cameos and things here up and there until 20- 2011, before he passed away at the age of 2012, at the age of 78. Aww. Rest in peace, uh, I yeah. think. Yeah. All right, Pete. And Stephen Nathan's other credits include afterwards him going on to do some scripts for like You Take the Kids, Everybody Loves Raymond, which he also executive produced a little on. It did a lot of misc this and that. He's uh, he's done a few things even recently, but uh, I, I definitely have to point out that he went on to produce the failed TV pilot Vegas Dick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It it is it is a private detective show that would have had um uh Catherine Heigl as a supporting role. You can probably find it. But yeah, it's it's listed as a TV movie now, but we all know what that's code for. Anywho, then uh Jules Wick, you know. So, you know, hey get, kids, do you remember that this guy did big my big fat Greek wedding? Because yep, he totally did. And he's still working today. His most recent directing gigs include episodes of Casey Undercover and Girl Meets World, along with a couple of Fuller House episodes for Netflix. Learn something new every day. You really do. Here's what the episode's about. After managing to make the boss's son look good during last year's talent show, the girls fully expect to be finally be named directors of the Shots talent show. But they are usurped by Lenny and Squiggy, who are blackmailing Mr. Shots' position after seeing him coming out of a motel with the Von Mueller triplets. Lenny and Squiggy naturally build the show around themselves and their perceived talents, alienating everyone else, including the girls, who have worked up a lively puppet routine for the show. They quit in a rage, leaving the boys to their own devices and resulting in a disastrous performance for them. The boys beg the girls to show up at the talent show and save their heinies. Will they agree to it? What do you think of this episode? Well, one thing that's very true about even directors is that there is an element of performance to the directing craft. That you have to perform for your crew to make your scene come to life. So then wearing makeup actually makes a ton of sense, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I was going to ask, is it, is it fair for them to have been wearing makeup? <laughs> It's unnecessary, but yeah, no, um, it's, uh, it, I, I definitely have had a moment or two where it's been like, I don't really know entirely what I'm doing. I have to make them believe that I do, which is, that's acting. Acting. The grand talent of acting. Acting in the director's chair. The wonderful age old, the old craft from ancient (laughs) places there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, no, but this was the, this was fun. It's not my favorite of the talent show episodes. Um, the, the bits, the bits that are good are amazing, yeah. but the, uh, the, it lacks a bit of consistency. So I'll, I will yeah. be coming to that as we, yeah, as we yeah. go along. I feel like it's missing something too. And I think maybe the boys are a little bit too mean to the girls in this one, like to the point where it becomes unpleasant. But that's mm-hmm. just my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of the individual performances though. Uh, Betty Garrett knocks it out of the park. 
in this oh my god incredible solo ukulele performance she is a badass i love that scene and you should watch that scene no matter where you are no matter what you're doing watch that clip it is perfection it's one of the best yeah, things because just remember just remember listen no matter what's going on where you are what you might be doing at this point i don't know maybe you're trying to escape from a horrifying hell beast trying to break <laughs> into your house but just remember there's plenty of time for plenty of gin plenty of gin my god betty you are a delight and i love you <laughs> she has so much fun i love the girls think the song is going to end at certain different times and points but it does not it just keeps going and they're still into it though and she still does a better job than poor frank who's just the world's worst ventriloquist <laughs> yeah it's not even not even trying it's, i i love uh, the lines about it you know uh, it's the uh it's it's like how long you been doing it? I started it this morning. Can you believe it? <laughs> you know, it's a, it surprised me. It's so easy, and I have so much fun doing it. Oh God! Or if you love me, pop. <laughs> I mean, when the when the puppet itself enters the scene, yeah. it you know, I I I just I lo- and I especially love Shirley just busts up laughing, yeah. clearly not for the right reasons, and Laverne is embarrassed as can be. Oh yeah. And then the first thing out of him is 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 hi, and then it's, eh. <laughs> and then oh god it's like a little little pika yeah. a little pika sound uh, eh. yeah and he's just completely awful at it just utterly unbelievably awful at it and then during Enda's performance he's popping the head of the puppet up and down which is hilarious and adorable he's grooving along with the puppet tapping neck going up and down cute as heck yep cute as heck absolutely adorable yep yeah. and uh and i and and then at the end you know it's like well what about me you know <laughs> frank asked you know it's, you'll be the mc and he holds up the puppet what about him and and his remark he'll make a great lamp yep. <laughs> i love her line before he sits down to start the act though it's hard to say i've never been able to sit through to the end i love that line. yes best line best line it's good best line and then the girls are at work laverzini scooter pies with tuna fish Oh, God, how can she eat that? She has a gut of steel, which is hilarious because eventually she develops an ulcer by season eight. Well, to be fair, season eight. Season eight will give anybody an ulcer. We'll get there. <laughs> um, she makes fun of the boys eating habits, but she eats exactly like them. Same palate and everything, so no wonder if she's a third of them often. So they're sitting there thinking that they're going to get their glory, and it's given to the boys. And the boys immediately let the power go directly to their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instantaneously. I, I, I do love they come, it's like I'm slamming through the door. The timing on that yeah. is amazing. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And the girl's just going into a rage. You've been sucking up those suds all day? Yep. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, and also, by the way, hello, Harry Shearer. Yes. It's good to see you again for your little gig for the season. Aloha, Harry Shearer. You're always talent. Uh, and then the boys defending their position that they prefer a frame-up. <laughs> yes, yeah. Blackmail is such an ugly word, Laverne. Yeah. We prefer frame-up. Yeah. I love that they managed to... Triplets. Can you imagine that triplets at his age? Jeez. I... I... It's either... Oh God. Okay. Either he's got incredible stamina or very low sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. One or the other, perhaps both. <laughs> perhaps both. Yep. And, you know, at least Squiggy's honest about, you know, the uh, the whole, you know, that that's, I guess, the only thing about the boys, you know, getting this, this gig is that they... Uh, they're honest about how they got it. Yep. And Squiggy's honest about, you know, auditions are open for those who'll be in the show, won't be in the show, and those who will be in oh sorry, who won't be in the show and will be in the show whether they're talented or not. Yeah. Something to that yep, effect. Yep, yep, yep. I don't yep, have the yep, specific yep, line, but line. yeah. Absolutely perfect. Oh, line. got it. And of course the wonderful sign off line as they leave. Come on, Lenny, we gotta find the stage. They got a stage? <laughs> which is a great which is perfect. They got a stage? He's just so impressed. Oh Lord. Uh, Which is particularly funny given that he's done the talent yeah. show like at least two times canonically, if yeah. not probably more yeah. through this, through their lives. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's a big professional stage and yeah, they've been there before and yeah, they've done this before. So it's kind of hilarious. And he's like, wow, really? You get a little stage and everything? Uh, and of course, once we zoom to rehearsals, the girls have their little number, which is really cute. You guys admit the number is pretty cute. It is so cute. So cute. It's adorable. And the boys are standing there in makeup and their robes. Yep. Oh, that's right. Because there's the and there's the hello gag yes. about how they you know they're worried about it being a puppet act, being silly. Yeah. And it's like, come on, it's it's gonna be special. Most puppet acts are just a couple of dummies on strings. Hello. hello. <laughs> perfect. Utterly perfect. Utterly perfect. Oh, I love it. And the girls make fun of them for wearing makeup. The boys go, well, yep. you're, you might not even be in the talent show. And the girls figure out that they're going to be there right after the seal that can sing like Kate Smith. <laughs> this is an amazing that line. Just, it's amazing line. Amazing visuals. Yep. Amazing visuals. Just a mad. Uh, a lot of people from our generation probably do not know who Kate Smith is. Uh, she became famous for singing God Bless America. In an extremely strong tone, and uh, when the moon comes over the mountain, which is uh, num- the song that uh, Laverne mentions here, was also a big hit. So yeah, she. So look her up, and then think of a seal singing all of those tunes, and you will realize why that this fu- that little bit is funny. Yeah, but it seems a bit, you know. I don't know. The whole thing seems a bit undignified, doesn't it? <laughs> so the girls say. And then in comes Carmine with a canoe and a headdress, which uh, we'll just ignore. Oh, <laughs> God, no. At least he didn't like it. He didn't no, like it. He didn't it. like it. The girls didn't like it. Laverne just wanted to have it in the bathtub with her. She She's very high on bathtub toys this season. I don't know why. This is two episodes in a row. This episode and the next episode we're going to review mentions her uh wanting to have bathtub toys <laughs> comes up maybe they were like trying to work their way up to like a bathtub gag with laverne Possibly. stuck in a bathtub maybe that's Possibly. you know it's like kind of foreshadowing or i don't know Possibly. something possibly but they probably couldn't do a bathtub episode because dick van dyke did a legendary one so there's always so much oh, you can... okay that's why that's that thought seemed familiar okay yeah. i think i remember yeah. this one now so they probably they couldn't have milled any more juice out of that subject when somebody mm, else has already possible. gotten there and gotten there with class and dignity and done a heck of a job. So I've also got to say, um, man, Shirley is super hot and bothered for Carmine. Cause oh, yeah. you know, you first have her wishing him luck says good luck, big fella, yeah. which again, I say, break a leg. Don't good luck them. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to murder them. They're going to die on stage. You're going to die before they even get through their audition. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. 
Anyway. Well, she's in the show business. She doesn't know. True. Mm. Anyway, um, Carmen's number was really good. As Eddie, as always, just damn that guy can be dapper and dashing. It's a pity his character's such a twat. <laughs> God, you hate Carmine so much. You hate Carmine more than America hates COVID. <laughs> you that much? Mm, no. No, most. Because I see the thing is, most of what I say is facetious. Most of what I say, a lot of what I say is facetious. Because, I mean, it's, you know, you know how I was saying a few episodes ago that, like, when he's not dealing with the relationship crap and going out on Shirley, he's fine. He's totally fine. When he's about his dreams and him being a dancer, he's totally fine. But, yeah, no, nah, it's, it, it, I mean, like, I was actually going to, as I've, I've kind of pointed out, I mean, his dance has improved immensely in the season. And, like, this number was fan fantastic yes in times yeah there's there's some moves in here that's like they seem simple but who they often say the simplest smallest things are often the most hard because you have to you really gotta know what you're doing oh yeah and i also thought it was really cute the reverse shot they have of the two lns's watching the show i thought it was very cute yeah that was a beautiful number it was very well choreographed uh eddie did a great job with it and the song is fits carmine it fits carmine very well all I need mm-hmm. is the girl, which is a standard. Uh, Tony Bennett did it, I think. I think Tony Bennett did it. Mm. I'm pretty sure Tony Bennett did it first. But it's a darn good one. He, he kills this number. I'm guessing the girls are Carmine's students or they're his assistants at the uh, dance studio. That's all I can imagine or conjure to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Shirley's really proud of him. She says they'll talk about the girls later. And then, of course, the boys are like, no, you're not going to be part of our talent show. And Carmine gets pissed, as he should be. The boys are being ridiculous in this episode. And then the girls beat the crap out of the boys. And they all tussle. All four of them tussle. Laverne giving Lenny a necessary noogie. Yes! Yes, yes. And then he uh, yanks out her sweater. And she tells him he's going to pay for that. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's going to kick his butt. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He apologizes because he um, rocked up her sweater and all that jazz. Yeah, it was adorable. I love that bit. Yep. I love. That is good. And of course, Squiggy's immoral line that he knows what the audience wants. They want sex. They want sexy violence. They want balancey sex. <laughs> Such a good line. Lenny, I'm getting hot. Lenny, I'm getting hot. <laughs> oh. So good. God, like that's I. I kind of want that on a T-shirt, so that I can wear that to set. Especially if I ever shoot anything super lurid, you know. Like if I ever get my Giallo movie made, I want that. I want that on Do my it. shirt. Do it. I'm gonna hold oh, you to it. God. Do it. And then, and then the boys go into their their very. <laughs> How would you even describe this bit the way that they do this? Because it's like it's it's the kind of thing I would see think of like in a Hope and Crosby movie. But God, yeah, they're they're on the way to gay Perry. Yeah, and uh, oh man, it's I love how David and Michael just go into that, and especially the physical bit where they bop their arms onto yeah. each other. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure delightful. that Michael and David wrote the song. I'm pretty sure they wrote most of the numbers, and Michael wrote uh, a lot of the songs that aren't uh, that are original and aren't uh, just for Lenny and Squiggy. We'll get there even more as the seasons go on. Um, they're so into this idea 
uh, at one point in the future, uh, they're told they've won a trip to, uh, I think, Tijuana. And then Lenny grabs Squiggy by the lapels and he goes, we're going to France. A, <laughs> <laughs> the most boys line possible. Oh, and B, uh, of course, they don't really know what France is like. So they're going to march off to France and they've seen all these things. They probably seen American in Paris. So they've been dragged to an American in Paris. So this, this is their idea of romance and they are not that great at it. Most of them. No one wants to worm into your puppets. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is a great line. Come on. I know. It is good. I know. It is good. Also, okay. Pigeon puddles. Pigeon puddles. That's a great line. Yeah. Now that's entertainment. That's pigeon puddles. Um, <laughs> so incredibly distinctive of a line. Um, I love it. Very visceral. Yeah. No, and I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I noticed this bit. I think there's a note from you and Laverne quietly going axe crazy in yeah. the back, you yep. know, as, as, uh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yep. that's, that's right. That's in the following scene. I remember that yep. now. That's from the hammer. Yep. Yes, yeah. yeah so my, it's coming my, up. my notes are a little scattered on this yeah. episode. It's yeah. coming up next. Uh, the boys ultimately offending the girls and driving them off by saying that I want them to be in the number the two handsome men and the dancing elephants. Right. <laughs> so, hey, it's, so them and be it so mean of course they're not, that's what they were doing in this episode the two dancing elephants how do they expect that that will go over well of course it's squiggy of course it doesn't put two and two together to get uh, four uh, two, yeah. yeah two and two two, to, two and two together to get yeah 65 65. that's kind of yeah that's 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 a that's a squig kind of maneuver yeah. yeah yeah he'll get 80 million he'll get 80 bajillion squared by pi He'll divide by zero and blow up the universe. Yep, yeah. He meant to do that. He meant to blow up the universe. Lenny immediately does seem to, however, know that they are gonna bomb because he's begging the girls to stay. He begs yeah. them. And- yeah, he he's he's got a feeling. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, I wonder how much of this is how kind of like Laverne and Shirley have their. Shirley can often have the scheme and some that's a little more advanced, a little more like we're going to do this and it's going to be big and it's going to be go this way. It feels like Squig is kind of the same way and Lenny just kind of gets dragged along. And I'm wondering if Lenny's like, oh, OK, that sounds like a nice idea, even though, you know, the the closer he gets to opening night, he starts to wonder, we're going to be screwed without the girls. Yeah. Right. Like, I think he's a little more aware, yeah. you know, yeah. he- I mean, besides if he's, you know. Obviously, he likes Laverne enough that he, you know, and, and he tries to kind of uh, peacock himself a little bit to, you know, it's yes. like all puffed up like, yes, yes, mm-hmm, yes, yes. Laverne. Um, <laughs> I can imagine him feel a little bad that it's like, okay, now they're gone. Now we can't impress them. Yeah. How am I going to impress the girl if she's mad at me? Yeah, exactly. At least part of it seems to be that. At least part of it is trying to impress the girls and part of it is uh, trying to impress any girl. A part of it is trying to be hot shots, and it just blows up in their faces spectacularly, enormously, mm-hmm. incredibly. So Laverne's like going acts crazy at home while Shirley's ranting, and she's taking a hammer and smashing nuts, pretending it's the boys' heads, which is wow. That's major. Now, how can you tell which one is which? The ones are squiggy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's right. My note from when they come in, they come in begging for help. Because suddenly yeah. their door bursts yeah. open there in the middle of this at home yeah. and, you know, smashing the smashing nuts. Yeah. 
The door suddenly bursts open. The boys are in begging for help. And I notice ketchup on their bodies. Wait, blood? Maybe? <laughs> oh, no. It's throwing food and vegetables. Yep. Um, Just and I love that. They, and they started throwing beaver food. Yeah, wooden stuff. Furniture. Uh, I got hit with a lamp that looked just like your father. That's the best line. The way Michael <laughs> delivers that line and the way he says it is uh, the way he looks and the way he, his whole expression is, is perfect. And of course, Laverne's, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like, that's the embarrassing part. It's not that they've been uh, driven out of the talent show, it's that everyone has seen her father's horrifying routine. They've seen him try to operate a puppet. <laughs> and it yep. has failed utterly. She's going to have an even more embarrassing ventriloquism routine to deal with in season five. We'll get there. Oh, oh dear. That's my favorite shot talent show. That's coming up. Ah, okay. That's cool. It's good to know that there's, there's, I trust your opinion. There's something good to look forward to. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, very much. I, I thought it was sweet that Laverne helps them immediately. Yeah. Like as much as she's angry, but it's like, okay, you know, they're still their friends. And she and she's gotten the anger like, a little more out of her system viscerally by smashing them nuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and plus she can't resist Lenny's begging. This becomes a thing. She cannot resist his begging. If he puts his head on her shoulder, she'll cave in. That becomes a thing in season five. All he has to do is just like put his head do, do, on her shoulder, and that's it. Do, do you need me to screen cap that for you? <laughs> what his head on her shoulder? Yeah. Well, I've, I've, there is a nice example of that in the diner. That'll be coming up. It's cute. <laughs> okay. It's cute. Just thought I'd throw that. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yes. It's very cute. It is cute. I didn't. I actually didn't catch that detail. I kind of wish I had. I think I was writing down uh, Shirley's rant at the time. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't do that in this episode. He does it in season five. He does it in, oh, gosh. He does it in, it's implied he does it in The Right to Light. And he actually does do it in the diner when he's sobbing. And he just puts his head on her breast and she lets him. And it's sweet. You know, it's amazing how breasts (laughs) can make amazing pillows and amazing, amazing Wiping surfaces. There you go. <laughs> That's the upcoming joke, which I won't spoil for you. We'll get there. Hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there soon. Yes. Anywho, yeah. um, so we, we, we flash over. We're yes. back at the talent show. It's back backstage. And then they're working the ropes. They're, they got them on the ropes. They got them. They're floating. Yeah. They got the dukes up. And it's um, this was a great reveal of the puppet yeah. act, what they meant. Yeah. That was fantastic. You kind of realize that the girls could just save themselves a lot of trouble by just like uh, gluing the ropes onto themselves somehow instead of letting them uh, be actually attached to wires and guide wires on the stage, which is incredibly dangerous. And then you hand the ropes to the boys who have not been nice to you all week. So, and then they kind of like, at some level, blame the girls for not helping. So... Because they decide to immediately mess with them, and then the messing with them gets out of hand, and they end up half strangled by their own ropes anyway. So Ugh. it turns into yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to remember if it was you or you, your comments or it's a line of dialogue in the show. But I have a note here that says, "Talk about destiny strings." Yeah, that was me. That was me. I said that when we watched the episode for the first time. Uh, Lenny's rope is attached to Laverne. Squiggy's rope is attached to Shirley. Ah, there we go. And I only figured that out. When you see Squiggy 
testing to see if they can move the girls by crouching, and then when he crouches, Shirley starts going upwards. Uh, that's how you uh, find out okay. attached to who. God, but the whole number though is it. It's it, this is what I mean about how like the episode is not quite consistent, but the highlights work. My God, yes. this finale is amazing. Yeah, I I love this part. Yeah, just imagine that Penny and Cindy did this in a one take. They did yeah. this and kind of. I, I would only trust one take. I don't want to do yeah. it again. It's like it's like at some point one of those freaking wires is gonna break, something's yeah. gonna slip, you know, one of the actors is gonna slip out of their clothes. I don't know. Some horrible is gonna happen. I mean, Frank even crosses himself yeah. for crying out. That loud. is such a great moment. That is such a beautiful moment, and it's perfect. The way he crosses himself and he folds his hands, he looks skyward. I love uh I love how it just as the song goes on. Uh, the tempo and the tenor of what the boys are doing backstage changes. They do it accidentally at first because they're chasing other girls backstage. Then they realize, oh, we're anchored to the spot. I wonder what happens if we do this. And then they're messing around, ends up tangling up themselves, like I said. But the girls' reactions to this, I'm getting nauseous. Keep singing, Cheryl. I'm trying. <laughs> Keep singing. I'm trying. Ah! <laughs> Good the way stuff. they float and the way they fly is really good. And can you imagine being Cindy or Penny having to do that in those costumes? I mean, fun, exciting, terrifying. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. And uh, appreciate more dark lighting. It's becoming a Zwick standard yeah. here. Yes, it is. The girls get to finally speak to Mr. Schatz, who gives him flowers. He's actually somewhat grateful that he, they saved his bacon. Yep. As grateful as he'll ever get. And they're going to have to clean up and close up shop. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I think, I think, I think we are to the point where it's time to grade this baby. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of too much else to, to cover. Um. Yeah, I... You go ahead first. I'm still thinking on a number. I'm still working on it. Mm, this one is, ooh, about a six and a half for me. Uh, I really, really, really like all the individual numbers. I like Edna's number especially. Betty Garrett is so good in it. Um, I liked uh, the girls' puppet routine. I like some of the boys being self-inflated by their own egos, but not a ton of it. Uh, I think the boys do get too mean in this episode. I think that it's, the episode suffers a little bit from that. They need a stronger comeuppance. You know, their humiliation, you know, kind of does provide that. But then they, they, uh, they turn around and mean to the girls again. They didn't really learn the lesson. Exactly. They needed to learn, they needed to learn the lesson more securely and severely. Agreed. And more truthfully. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I just, yeah. I think yeah, six and a half. I think is about the highest yeah. I could think I could take it. Seven, yeah. if the boys weren't so mean. But even yeah. then, and and even like Max coming in, you know, Max shots being in here, yeah. it, it feels almost unnecessary. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a yeah. nice piece of connective tissue from the previous season, but it doesn't add much. And I I almost wonder if part of the issue here is that you had this pair of writers who probably were in the writer's room for a while, but they don't have as good of a grasp on, on this group, you know, and especially on an episode like this, this is the one that I feel like 
it's just, you know, whatever reason, it just didn't land in the right hands, I think. Because the ideas are sound, but there's something missing. There's some little stroke of aha inspiration is what it feels like. Exactly. Just exactly. Uh, It's so close to being a a very highly regarded episode, but it just needs like a little bit more. A little something. But watch the two numbers. Watch the boys' number, too. Watch Eddie's number. All the numbers are really good. Mm-hmm. All the individual numbers are really good. Uh, the connective tissue is a little weak, and you know the boys are way too mean, and they kind of need to be punched in various areas. <laughs> so, right, that's my final word on it. Yeah, and, and I guess the, to clarify about the boys being mean is that yeah, the, the boys can be mean, but here this is a bit more severe than them just being childish. I guess what I mean yeah. is like this type of behavior doesn't have as many stakes in high school. But this is where the girls have really already proven themselves, and this comes off as rather sexist or misogynist in the way that they're treating them, as if they're smaller. I mean, basically, they're a a hair's length away from saying that women have no place behind the stage, you know, being directors of a of a of in theater. Like that's where it kind of feels like it's going. Which I mean, obviously, I don't think the people behind the scenes believe that. Obviously, they they clearly don't. But that's what they sort of in part onto the boys' perspective as these, you know, chauvinist pigs that want, you yeah. know, pretty babes, them to be the heroes of the story and everything to be all about yeah. them. And it just, it feels overkill for it yeah. being that much so throughout the episode. I could see yeah. them being tied, the, the boys being tied and them having, because, you know, them having fun and being oblivious to them causing trouble with the girls, you know. That's that to me is funny is they're causing all this mayhem and getting tangled up, but it's none of it's intentional. Whereas with it being very heavily implied as being intentional and being directly shown as intentional in a couple of cases, um, they just come off like jerks. It just, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't sit. And it doesn't, again, it's a case of consistency. It doesn't sit well yeah. with how far we've come with these characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What it really needed was for it to impact upon the two of them that, oh, we're being hurtful. Oh, uh, yeah, we're not thinking about it. You know, being, think about how these girls feel about it. When they realize how it feels to be booed and spat upon, that should be a bigger light bulb. Instead, they just use the girls and then they just monkey around because they can't. And it's just fine, but after they learn their lesson, they, it needs to stay learned. It just needed to stay learned, and it did not stay learned. That's just my thought about it. Yeah. 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 That's the end of it. Yeah. Cool. We're done here. Good times. I mean, generally yeah. good times. Um, anyway. Yeah. Fairly good times. <laughs> Intervals of good times. Cool. Anyway, thanks again, everybody, for joining us for Night After Night podcast. And if you would like to know more, please join us at Night After Night PC on Twitter for discussions, watch alongs, and other goodies that we like to post up there for you folks out there. And, uh, you know, you also can find us at Night After Night Pod, which is on Facebook. It's on the Tumblr. It's on Patreon. It's even on WordPress. Goodness gracious me. And uh, make sure to, you know, like, comment, subscribe, follow our podcast. Watch out. We got a lot of backlog now. So if you if you need to catch up, go catch up. This probably, hopefully, is a way to stream the show by the time this episode goes out. But in any case, though, we, we're hoping you join us for more because we got some more coming up. Now, it's looking a little bit, a little bit messy here. I feel like I need to go to the store. Uh, Lisa, what do we got here? 
Laverne and Shirley duke it out over a shopping spree at a supermarket. They get a little greedy. Their friends get a little greedy. Everyone gets a little bit greedy, and maybe they pay for it, maybe they don't. We'll find out. This is called Supermarket Sweet. All right. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I guess I need to go buy a loaf of bread and a dozen eggs. You got 50 cents on you? <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, great. Ex- excellent. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that, God, can you imagine how much milk cost back then? Compared to everything, milk and bread, imagine how much it cost. Oh, man. It's See, I, I was referencing so an old cheaper. Gumby episode. That's why I, I mentioned a loaf of bread and a dozen eggs, and Gumba gives gives little Gumby a uh, 50 cents, and so and he's supposed to bring back the change for that. Wow. Imagine that. Um, I'm sure somebody on our Twitter will let us know. Anyway, um, so we'll see you guys, folks next time for the Supermarket Sweep. And uh, I actually have some neat trivia about the person who wrote this episode. But uh, hopefully you'll stay tuned for next time instead of spoiling yourselves early. Shh. Shh. Stay, stay frosty, baby. Stay frosty. <laughs> All the bride.